If you're a person that likes to set goals and you like to reach them, but are feeling unsure of the method to do that, you're going to want to stick around for this episode. We're talking about habit versus achievement goals, when to use what, and how they can sometimes work together. Hey there, welcome to the Multifamily Mix, your go-to blend for all things multifamily, equal parts apartment marketing and retention with a generous splash of encouragement, my friend. Ready to shake up the multifamily world? I'm Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing, here to serve up ideas and innovations. Time to mix things up. Let's do it. Marcy, can you believe it? It's 2024. I I really can't believe it. I feel like 2023 flew by and I'm so excited. I always get excited to start a new year, so I'm ready. I think we are a family that loves <laughs> and thrives on a fresh start. We, we do. It, right? We do. We totally do. So what have you been up to? Well, last week was awesome. We had the week off, the whole team did. And so I really used that time to hang out with my family. I got a lot of rest, but I also started working on my personal goals for the new year and seeing where I want to be by the end of next year. So it was good. What do you, what do you do? Yeah, I think for me, that week that we try to do for the Sprout team between Christmas and New Year, where we just shut the office down completely, I like look forward to that time because- There's nobody I have to be available to, and it lets me be creative. And for me, you know, I mean, what do I do for fun? I also love to plan and love a good goal-setting session. Yes. I really dug into how I spent this last year, and I'm going to share a little bit more about that in a future episode. But it was an eye-opener. There were some things that were awesome, and then some things that I'm just like, wow, how did I allow that to take over so much of my life that maybe wasn't as important? So it was a great opportunity to me to dig into this topic, specifically goal setting, what makes it stick. And over the years, I've adapted a lot. So I'm excited to share some of those things. Well, me too. I'm, I'm really excited about this topic. And I say we jump right in. If you guys want the perfect planning calendar pack, go to trysproutfree.com and join the free Sprout Marketing membership, where you'll get access to a planning pack that is gonna be perfect for setting those achievement and habit goals, plus helping you with your marketing and retention. Now, back to the episode. Let's start with just the basics first. Can you explain the difference between achievement goals and habit goals in property management? Yeah, so I think that the easiest way to explain it is that an achievement goal has a start and end date. It's a target that you're trying to go to. Like, for example, if you're wanting to run a 5K, that's an achievement goal, right? Right. If you have a budget goal or an occupancy goal, that's a goal that you've got a straight marker and you're trying to get there. A habit goal is something that's recurring. Ideally, it's something that you want to become a part of you maybe forever. You're not going to start and stop it. It's a habit like brushing your teeth. It becomes a part of you. And so That's a good thing for people to understand the difference and to know which one, like what lever to pull Mm -hmm. or what type of a goal you're going after. Can they sometimes work together? Those are the kind of things I want to talk about today. Yes. So, well, that's a great distinction between those two. So how would you advise property managers to actually effectively set these types of goals? Maybe we can start with achievement goals first. Yeah. So being specific with an achievement goal is going to be super key. Uh, achievement goals are not loosey-goosey. So you're not like, I kind of want to be in the 90s. It's like, what exactly do we want to be and when? It could even be a goal, for example, we want to visit this many uh, businesses when we do outreach marketing and we want to do this on this day of every single month. Or it's, again, very specific. We want to come in at this amount for our budget or we want to reach this delinquency goal. That's very specific. The more clear that you are about it, the better it's going to be. 
once you have that achievement goal in front of you, you really want to work backwards and set a realistic time frame. I think we talked about this in a previous episode. Sometimes we, at least I do, you set unrealistic measures for how long you think something's going to take. So really working it backwards and saying, hey, you know, if we hit, if we were able to reach these goals in eight months last year, let's not be unrealistic and try to reach them in two months. Like maybe we can push ourselves a bit to six months, but we've got to get really clear on a realistic time frame. And again, time frames being specific with those achievement goals, that's going to be key. Okay. I like how you explain that and the emphasis on how achievement goals, they're not loosey-goosey, they're specific and realistic. Yep. Okay. But let's go to habit goals now. They seem a little more nuanced. Is that right? They're definitely a little bit more nuanced. Think about a habit goal as something that you're actually trying to install. It's like a software that you're installing inside of you. Now, What I love about a habit goal is literally habits change our identities. So for me, you know, I share this a lot. I love to walk. Well, once I became a person that habitually walked daily, I identify as a walker. It's something that's so an integral part of my life. Like we were joking because I literally have three treadmills and I have one at the office. I have one at home in our outside gym. And then because the gym is kind of in a in a place that's like outside and it's like sometimes the weather's really bad, I bought one of those really inexpensive under the desk walking ones. And so mm-hmm. my husband was like, you have no excuse to walk every <laughs> single day. Well, and you are a walker. Even in my mind, I'm like, sometimes I'll wake up really early and I'm like, oh, Barbara's on her walk. Yeah. Like, I know that that's what you're doing because that's just who you are now at this point. So when it became an installed thing, then I was able to add on what I was trying to continue to do, right, to live a healthy lifestyle. So what I want to talk about with habit goals is think about the identity of the person that you want to become. If you're a property manager and maybe something that you're working towards is you want to have more connection with your residents. A habit goal could be that every day you have one meaningful interaction with one resident and that becomes a habit. Now, what you'll realize is that over time doing that day in and day out, it becomes a part of your identity and that retention becomes a lot easier because you're connecting with residents. Right. Now, for a leasing agent or a leasing professional, you might want to help your team build the habit of following up on all leads at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. So every single day, this becomes a habit. I'm a person that follows up on every single lead that came in from the day before. That habit could lead to an achievement, which could be a higher occupancy. So as a manager, it's really important that you put on that hat and you say, can I help my team set some habit goals that I know is going to lead to the type of community we want to be, the type of individuals we want in our in our team? And so, again, that. They can be so varied, but that's how you want to look at a habit goal. Okay, that was great. So building on that, and you kind of went into this, but could you give or share some more strategies or tools for property managers to actually track and achieve these goals? So when you think about an achievement goal, here's something I want to emphasize. You want to hold tight to the outcome. You don't want to like say, oh, it doesn't look like we're going to hit it. So let me let me modify. Mm-hmm. You may have to at a certain point if there's completely, you know, things outside of your control. But what you do want is you want to be flexible on the strategy. So you might have an occupancy goal and you might say, these are the three marketing initiatives we're going to do. And a month in, they're not getting traction like you want. You might decide to change strategies because you've got an outcome that you want. 
So be flexible on those strategies, but hold tight to the outcome. With habits, those are great for things that maybe you can't always quantify, like things that you want to, like we talked about, like we want to have a feeling of more connection with our residents. Sure, retention might reflect that, but a lot goes into retention. Sometimes people just move because it's the time to move. They're buying a house. They're things out of your control. But the feeling of a community could be based on certain habits. Now, for me, I like to do different things like on an achievement goal. We have KPIs, which are like key performance indicators for each team member. We have a dashboard where we can see, hey, are we doing the things? Where are we at? And so let's say it's a financial goal. I can look at that and say, where are we any day of the week? You can do that with occupancy. Where are we trending? You know, you know who you have potentially that is what notices you have. You know your average skips that you have each month. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at that very closely on a daily and weekly basis and holding conversations on our one-on-ones with our team, one of the things we used to do is say, you know, are we red, yellow, or green? Right, I know. And so when you're green, it's like, okay, let's keep doing the action. When we're yellow, going back to our team and saying, what what do we need to do so that we can get back to green? And when we're red, it's like, okay, alert, alert. Do we need to change course? What do we need to do? That that works great for achievement goals. Nothing beats the consistency, looking at things and really holding yourself accountable and saying, my time frame is this month, this quarter, where am I at? Right. Habits are different. I mean, you can have an accountability partner. I know you and I have done right, that, yeah. texting each other. It could be a team thing, like every end of day saying, okay, guys, who stuck to their habit goal? Mars, what did you do? Autumn, what did you do? Lauren, what, what, you know, check, check, check. It could be in a Slack channel if that's something that you use. I also love a good habit tracker. There's so many. I've shared a few different ones. Seeing a don't break the chain kind of a thing is super motivating too. I downloaded the one that you Yeah. Have. Yeah, I've been doing it and it's so nice seeing it. But so it just seems like adjusting and adapting are really crucial when yeah. it comes to this. So in your experience, though, how do you balance these two types of goals without feeling like that overwhelm? Okay, so this is, I'm going to tell you the thing that I think I make the biggest mistake of. It's trying to do too many at once, right? I do that too. So my little tracker that I had my personal habits on all of a sudden was like, I've got to do these 20 things to be successful (laughs) in a day. So I went back and I looked at them and I said, okay, what can I take off that I'm already just naturally doing? I don't need to track that, right? Right. Then I looked at some and I said, what's the outcome I'm looking for? Do I do I really need this habit? Like, mm-hmm. is this something that can just be a part of who I am or does it need to be done every single day? I think not trying to install too many habits at a time is huge. So I would say one to two, a quarter. You never add a habit until you've installed the first one. So don't yeah. optimize till you've actually just put it in place. And then with achievement goals, a lot of those are going to be already built in. Our budgets are based around occupancies. We have a lot of things like that. So with that, again, what is manageable? And then whenever you're giving your team an achievement goal, something my coach taught me was make sure that the team member feels that 85% of that goal is actually within their control. So don't give them something ownership that they probably cannot control. Make sure that it's something realistic that they can take ownership and in your one-on-one Get them to verbally acknowledge that and say, yeah, I, I feel good about this. I can do this. And then I think it's when you keep things in perspective, what can I continue doing? What can be a part of me? It's not so overwhelming. Yeah, I think that's so true. 
And I also think that something that you and Lauren do really, really well is cel- celebrating the progress, especially of our team, Yeah, because it's important to keep that for motivation. That's huge. I think we forget sometimes like the celebrating is the reinforcement to your mind to say, hey, girl, do this again. It right. feels really good. A lot of times for us achievers, like just reaching the goal feels like the celebration, mm-hmm. but actually stopping to acknowledge high five. It's right. a huge thing. Right. Even for yourself or your team, like, hey, I did that or hey, yeah. we did that. Yeah. I, and it I felt good. Like, yes. Yeah. What's really cool, though, is when you start sharing your goals with others, they can ask you like, hey, how's that going or how are you doing with that? And it feels, again, like the more that you literally put on that that outfit of the identity. I heard somebody say it the other day that she said it was really interesting. She said, you know, I got hired to do like a nutrition class at the gym. And so she'd wear this jacket that said nutritionist and she she was a did a lot of other wellness things. But she said a lot of times it was like she'd run around and run her errands that day. And she said, I would notice that I made very healthy choices the whole day that I was wearing my identity on my back because she goes like I'd run into the store and maybe I wanted to get a cookie. But I was like, a nutritionist wouldn't do that, <laughs> yeah. which cracked me up. But I think it really emphasizes the point. The more we wear the identity of our goals the more realistic it is that we're going to actually stick to them. So you do, you know, you you do your marketing consistently. You're a marketer now. You do your leasing follow-up now. You're a really good leasing professional that actually closes deals. So the more of those reps, the more that that identity is like locked and loaded. Yeah. Installed. I like how you say that. Yeah. So in our personal life and in the team, you're always our cheerleader. You're the encourager. So how what would you say to these property managers and and our listeners what what kind of pep talk could you give them well first i want to know is it annoying that i'm the no it's not it's like you are i call you my cheerleader (laughs) and it's like barbara is a person that like you're not feeling the best or you're feeling a little down or you're kind of like okay well what do i do to get to xyz i always feel like you're that person that gives me clear direction and i love it i love hearing that i try to be so I think I, I talk to a lot of property managers and I hear how beat down they are. Mm-hmm. And I think if it was literally like just sitting across having coffee, I would first of all say like, hey, the job you do is hard. Like mm-hmm. it's let's just be realistic. It's hard. You don't always get acknowledgement. You're pulled in a million directions and you're not just a property manager. You're probably a mom, a dad, a wife, husband, just a person that's going through life and you're dealing with a lot. So the first thing I would just be like is acknowledge that it is a difficult thing that you do as a profession, you impact so many people. And when you set goals that take care of you, when you make things achievable, when you start showing up and actually doing the things you say you're going to do, that's what actually builds confidence. Like affirmations are great, but putting proof in your bank, so to speak, rebuilds real confidence. And I know you can do it because you do it, you show up for every single other person. So My pep talk would be like, make this a year that you show up for you. Watch everything else kind of start to fall in place because you're doing the things, but in a realistic way, like don't overwhelm yourself because those things last for a week, a month. These are things that we're wanting to install, like we said, and make Mm -hmm. a part of our identity forever. Because when you're a good leasing professional, that turns into a good property manager. When you're a good property manager, that turns into a great regional director because you know the people and that eventually leads into the executive role if that's what you want. If not, that's also awesome. So doing the things, though, 
the hard things, getting through the things. It's all about building that character that is what makes this place. This, there's so many of you doing so many awesome things. So just keep doing it and showing up for yourself. I feel like that was for me. I said, or was that for our <laughs> listeners? Either way, I needed that. Next week, Mars, on this episode, we're going to talk about not sacrificing wellness to make work a success. What do you think about that? I'm excited about hearing this one. I think our industry pushes a lot. And I think sometimes we put unrealistic pressures on ourselves that negatively impact. So starting a new year, let's talk about ways that we can have a well-lived life even as a leader. So that is a wrap on today's multifamily mix. Keep shaking things up at your community, your career, but more importantly, keep shaking things up in your life until we mix and mingle again, friends and Marcy. See you next week. Bye guys.